Good morning, office mates, and welcome to a game day version of the Wildcat Offense Football Edition. Uh, today we'll be going over today's game against the Iowa Hawkeyes at Wrigley Field. I can't believe that it is actually happening. We're finally here at this week, the Wrigley week. Uh, Hawkeyes are coming into town. All the excitement, all the hoopla that comes with this game is now finally going to come into fruition. Uh, before we delve into that more, uh, once again, I want to thank everyone for the support, the likes, the ratings, the reviews. Um, it means so much to me and it keeps me going on developing this podcast project even further. Um, once again, that's O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. I can be found on most podcast platforms and on Instagram, spelled the same way. Once again, that's O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Okay, so uh, I know we're usually uh, conditioned to hear these preview episodes come out on a Thursday or a Friday. I do apologize for the slight delay as uh, there has been a lot going on um, in my uh, personal and uh, somewhat athletic life. Um, I don't want to delve too much into it, but they're all good things. I am doing all right uh, in case you guys are worried, but um, we're here. That's what most is important. What's important now, right? W-I-N. And that is that we're going to have a TWO preview episode on game day morning. Let's go college game day for you guys. Uh, so whether you're waking up in the morning, having your coffee, or already ready to go in your black and purple, or should I say purple and white, because um, per NUFB family, it looks like they're going white helmets, purple jerseys, and you're just ready to get onto the red line or into the car and park on a park on the lots surrounding uh, Clark and Addison this morning. Um, don't worry, we have Wildcat offense, and uh, I hope this gets you ready for the game for a possible beatdown of these uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. But going into today, our cats are four and four. I mistakenly said four and three last week, so that's my bad. But hey, uh, in an alternate universe, or not so alternate universe, we are four and three right and we have the chance to be five and four today two and three in the big ten uh, and look to build a winning streak as iowa is six and two three and two in the big ten uh so at wrigley field of course today at 2 30 p.m you can watch the game on peacock so you will need a subscription for that um which i have a huge take on this i think that because it's local because it's at a nice world-class venue like Wrigley Field, that game should be on regular TV. I, I don't understand why people that love this team, love Big Ten football, or even love even the other team, Iowa, gotta pay for to watch this game. Because it's a once-in-a-year thing, as far as I'm concerned, and that shouldn't be taken away from the people. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, for those that can't watch the game, 7.20 a.m., WGN, our trusty radio network, will have the game, and um, so you can follow along there. A lot of fun facts via NU Sports going in today's game. Should the Cats win today, Coach Braun will be the first Northwestern head coach to win five or more games in his first season since Walter McCormick led the Wildcats to a 10-1 record in 1903. Coach Braun is the first NU head coach to win four of his first eight games. It's Lynn Waldorf, or Waldorf I'm sorry, did it in 1935. Um, reigning Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, Aiden Hubbard, looks to 
capitalize on that performance going into today. Uh, he had four sacks last week, or I'm sorry, three sacks, which is tied for second most in a game in program history. RB1 Cam Porter is 35 yards away from surpassing 1,000 yards rushing. So he recorded a one-yard touchdown uh, last week and a three-yard touchdown reception last week as well. So that was the floater pass that I said you'd see in movies. But 35 yards away, very attainable, especially in a game like today. I'll get into that in a little bit. Xander Mueller is the only player in the Big Ten and one of five players nationally with 50 or more tackles and four and a half more sacks in a season. Uh, he also leads the team in TFLs with eight. Jack Olson show. With four made field goals and three extra points last week, he's 11 of 12 on the season and 19 for 19 on extra points. Um, he's also perfect on field goal attempts under 50 yards. Shooting at a 91.7% clip that leads all Big Ten kickers and ranks 10th in the country. So, a lot to be excited about today's game. Um, I just mentioned seconds ago that this could be the Jack Olsen show. And part of that reason being is that... Surprisingly, Iowa is actually coming in as the uh, worst offense in the nation, um, if I'm not mistaken. There's a lot going on with that program. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, it looks like Hawkeyes are averaging 232.4 yards a game. So like I said, it's the worst total offense in the country. And earlier in the week... Uh, the Hawkeyes announced that they will be parting ways with offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz at the end of the year. So if that name sounds familiar already, yes, he is the son of head coach Kirk Ferentz. Um, not entirely sure as to uh, any further details as to why Brian Ferentz is going to be let go at the end of the season. But of course, when you have the worst total offense um, in the league, or I should I say in the country, and perhaps in the league, and um, there ha doesn't seem to be much offensive um, output from Iowa in general. They tend to rely on their run game and the defense to get their success. Um, of course, you need to make a bit of a shakeup. Um, yeah, like even the, their last game, right, they went to Minnesota and lost 12-10 to 10 due to a not only lack of offense and a you know, premium of defense, but also there was that controversial fair catch call um, in which the returner uh, tried to go all the way back and took it all the way back, but was get, was called, excuse me, was called back because the referees deemed um, the receiver's action as a fair catch rather than a non-call and taking it all the way to the house. If you're still on cloud nine following the Cats' big win against the Maryland Terrapins at home last week, you have every right to be. And um, bringing that momentum into this afternoon's neutral contest. Uh, as we were looking to preview this uh, game even further, when the Hawkeyes lost to Minnesota la um, that week, um, their quarterback, Deacon Hill, had 116 yards on 10 of 28 passing. That's 35.7%. So... For those that don't know, Cade McNamara, their big transfer quarterback, is out for the season with a torn ACL. So they've looked at Deacon Hill, um, who, just by these numbers, does not look impressive. He had no touchdowns and one interception against the Gophers. Carried the ball eight times for negative 22 yards and one rushing touchdown. 
Caleb Johnson was their leading rusher, six times for 18, three yards a carry, and Deontay Vines led the receiving against Minnesota, catching three for 62. Of course, last out time out for the Cats, they had much better numbers, going 16 for 23, Brendan Sullivan. Um, Cam Porter had 10 for 27 yards, and that one touchdown, and the two passes with uh, a touchdown reception. The leading receiver was Joseph Hyman the second. So going into this afternoon, the Hawkeyes are five-point favorites. Uh, they do expect this match, and by they, I mean the experts, they do expect this matchup to be more defensively minded, um, more of a chess match, and no pun intended, an actual baseball score uh, because these these teams especially will be looking to utilize their run games and trust their defenses to um, carry them. Uh course when the cats are at home they score 28 i believe or so points per game as opposed to 10 on the road this is a neutral game so i'm not sure how much these stats would apply i would imagine that it could be a similar number just because wrigley field is not much further away and if the the house can get packed the way that i hoped it would majority northwestern fans then of course the cats can feel right at home going into uh this game and of course you know like this is starting to become a tradition every year and the cats could use a win i believe the last couple times the wrigley field game was played the cats did not win those games uh one of them was purdue back in 2021 and that was a matchup against purdue in which the cats lost 32 to 14. so hopefully the fortunes can change this time around um, the last time the Cats played Iowa, it was at Iowa, so Kinnick Stadium, and the Cats lost 33-13. to So that was a 1-7 Cats team going up against a 4-4 four four Iowa Hawkeyes team. Uh, again, this week they expect more of a baseball score just because um, the offense of Iowa is just sputtering this year and they've just been relying on their defense, while the Cats are more of a home team rather than a road warrior team uh, their offense isn't much better overall but it tends to be much better at home uh, hopefully that can extend to within the chicagoland area uh, but the defense has been quite quality as well as the special teams um, special teams uh, play this year so like i said earlier in the show this could be the jack olsen show again he could be called on multiple times to come on and score points for the wildcats um, that being said, I do agree with the notion that this will be a baseball score. Uh, and also someone who loves watching the Cubs, uh, <laughs> this actually makes me feel quite comfortable to review this game with uh, you guys, or preview this game rather with you guys. And I think the Cats are going to win 10-6. to six. Uh, I'm not sure what the other favored scores out there or predicted scores are out there, but even though the Hawkeyes are favored by 5, I still think the betters are not respecting the wildcats as much as they should so i think that um it will be again a low scoring game but we have the better quarterback play we have the better offense i think and i i believe that cam porter is going to reach his rushing record and whether it's ben bryant or brendan sullivan most likely brendan sullivan will find the holes in the iowa defense and catch them on a bad day and nope no better way to expose a defense than a day like today. So there you have it. That's my preview for this game. There doesn't seem to be too much to write home about just because both teams are not as um, 
are not as quality going into today's game uh, offense, offensively. Defensively, it sounds special teams, again, could be the deciding factor in this game. Uh, a lot of uh, news and controversy surrounding Iowa, while Northwestern is uh, finding magic with a backup quarterback, while breaking records left and right on the coaching end and possibly the running back room end. But I do see another Cats win. I do see them improving to uh, five and four and the Hawkeyes falling to six and three. So again, it could be the season that just keeps on giving for the Wildcats. And I'm so glad to have been a part of watching it each and every week. So there you have it. Let me know what you think, folks. Um, do you think it's going to be a uh, baseball scoring game or do you think it's going to be a wild one like Minnesota? and um, perhaps uh, Maryland. I mean, it's also strange too, right? Before we dial further into my next topic, which is the 2024 schedule for the Cats, but you would think that because the Cats put up so many points against teams like uh, Minnesota and Maryland, you'd think that Iowa would do the same, but it turns out that it's the complete opposite. In a way, it's kind of like boxing, right? Styles make fights, and I guess it also depends on the day. And uh, while... The Hawkeyes are coming off a performance in the teens. The Cats are coming off a what was a, a shootout, and then it got a little bit more closer towards the end. But I could see this game being close wire to wire where there really could be an offensive struggle. So 10-6, to 6, Cats win, in my opinion. All right, so before we close out, I did want to talk about how there was the um, 2024 schedule release for the Cats for football. There will be nine games, and uh, the home dates are Indiana, October 5th, Wisconsin, October 19th, Ohio State, November 16th, and Illinois at the end of November. Uh, they do have a road game to Seattle to face UW, University of Washington on September 21st, Maryland on October 12th, Iowa, October 26th, and Purdue, November 2nd. And the final road game of the year in 2024 will be in Ann Arbor against Michigan on November 23rd. So we are in the realignment era. A lot of Pac-12 teams are coming to the Big Ten, particularly Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Washington. Um, if you were to ask me how I feel about it, I'm not a big fan of this expansion. Um, I've talked with others uh, that are in the sports business and those that are in my personal life that like sports and like Big Ten sports on how they feel about it. And I've gotten a mixed bag. So some are pretty receptive to having teams like Oregon, UCLA, and USC in the conference, while others think that this is just a way for the college sports landscape to increase and become more nationwide. And the way I see it personally, it's more of a nationwide spread slash money grab, right? So you get these dream matchups early in the year. Like, I'm sure people have dreamed about like an Oregon playing a Michigan or a UCLA playing against a Iowa or Michigan State even. Uh, or if we're looking at other conferences like Notre Dame playing Texas or Notre Dame playing Florida. Um, not that Notre Dame is a conference team, but the point is they're trying to get more of these nationwide matchups early in the year to gain views, to gain revenue. Um, and of course, if those teams have NIL 
beneficiaries, right, then you have uh, a lot of pull there because whoever's sponsoring those athletes can monetize off of those games as well because that logo is going to be displayed all throughout as well, most likely, or that athlete will self-promote it going into the game. Like, man, can you imagine, like, um, whoever, like, for example, LSU, let's say LSU play Colorado, right? Can you imagine, like, all the hoopla that surround that game? Coach Prime, Brian Kelly, Shadur Sanders, Jaden Daniels, right? Like, that would just be huge. Or if you look into the Big Ten side, like, Michigan and Oregon, right? Whoever the quarterback is there, and then J.J. McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh, assuming Jim Harbaugh is still going to be at Michigan. Not, I'm not saying anything, but, you know. And then, of course, Dan Lanning, right? So there's a lot. There's just a lot of moving pieces. I personally don't like it, but I understand why it's being done. But it's, it looks to be a very interesting schedule um, going into 2024, starting in late September all the way to just a little after Thanksgiving. Of course, the Land of Lincoln Trophy game is always going to be the last game of the year. But let me know what you think about that, too. Like, are you receptive of these... Um, Pac-12, now Big Ten teams joining the conference, or are you thinking that this is just some big joke because the NCAA wants to make as much money as they could out of college football, as if it's not making a lot of money as is, right? But that's our preview for this week. Hopefully the Cats can pull it out. Once again, share the show to friends, family, colleagues, anyone that would be down to join the Sports Talk conversation. I could be found on most podcast platforms and Instagram, OFF. C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. We'll be back Tuesday to recap both basketball and uh, football. Once again, the, the basketball episode is out now. Uh, they just played their exhibition game against McKendry. That was a huge win, huge confidence boost going into Monday night when they played Binghamton. Uh, I'll be there to recap all of that. And uh, hopefully what would be a good winter and spring for the Wildcats uh, for football and basketball. But enjoy the game today. Thank you again for tuning in, taking time out of your schedules to listen to me talk about Northwestern football. We'll see you next week. And until then, go Cats.